one day come and make all things new. The third thing that Paul wants us to see with renewed eyes, with renewed vision, is God's riches. Paul writes of his glorious, this, the riches of his glorious inheritance. What is that? It's not just golden streets. It's wholeness. It's the very presence of God. The thing that was corrupted in the garden is recaptured in Christ's return, which is we are with him, and he is with us, and all is right. A renewed world, the riches of his glorious inheritance, what was rightfully Christ's is given to us. The third thing is power, the immeasurable greatness of his power to those who believe. As we pray and we begin to ask and to beg God that he would reveal more of himself to us, we begin to see that the power that he has displayed in a resurrection is the same power that is alive in me and you. And so when we go and we do evangelism in the world, which is terrifying, by the way, professional here, it's terrifying. When we go and we share the gospel, it's not in our own power that we do that. So if they say, no, it's not because of you. If they say, hey, not interested, I don't think so, there must be some other God. I like this God better. I'm going to keep rubbing my genie bottle. When they do that, how do you respond? You respond in prayer. You respond in love. You respond in kindness. Because God has all power and the greatness of his power in those, to those who believe. So I said in the first, at the beginning, that the first main point is that God hears our prayers. The second main point this morning is that God delights in our praise. You know how I know that to be true? Because we keep coming here week after week in this place, in this season in human history, and we worship. And people want to join in on that. And so I see God working through the worship and praise, but God delights in our praise. But that's not just corporate. He delights in your praise as a son and a daughter. As you are praying, you are praising him for what he has done. So we talked about idols a minute ago. I kind of want to lay this out as we start to wind down. One of the great convictions that I have in prayer is that prayer exposes our idols. Some, some are good. Some are bad. The things that we pray for are the things that generally consume our thoughts. The things that we pray for are usually the things that consume our hearts. So listen to these examples. If my prayer... My life of prayer is consumed with finding a new job. That, that job's probably an idol. If my, and these aren't bad things, right? You should pray for a new job if you want a new job. But if your prayer is consumed with that, that's the point here. Okay? If your prayer life is consumed with one particular thing, that thing has become your God. If my prayers are consumed with finding a spouse or having a family, that may be your idol. If my prayers are consumed with the deterioration or the degradation of our culture, well, maybe culture has become your idol or some ethereal version of our culture has become your idol. If my prayers are filled with knowing God and living in His promises, well, then maybe God has His proper place in my heart. Do you see it? Now, should we pray for the, the troubles of our neighbors? Absolutely. Should we pray for the troubles in our own lives? Absolutely. 
But as soon as those things become the center of our prayer, we've forgotten what God cares about. God cares about presence, and that's where his promises are most fulfilled. When he comes and he dwells with his people, he is fulfilling his promise. Prayer is essential for the Christian life. D.A. Carson says the greatest need of any church, whether it's a healthy church or an unhealthy church, is knowing Christ in a deeper, better, more beautiful, fuller knowledge. Healthy church, unhealthy church. Our greatest need is to know Christ in a deeper, better, fuller, more beautiful way. That's what we're committed to doing. And we're going to let you down. We will. But our goal, our motivation is that we continue to point you to Jesus in the way that we pray, in the way that we praise, the way that we serve and love our neighbors. We're not going to quit. Verse 22. He put all things. You want me to explain to you what that means in Greek? It means everything. All things under his feet, Jesus' feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, verse 23, which is his body. That's how serious it is when we come together. Like, we don't come together just to sing some fancy new songs that came out on the Christian radio. We come together because we are the body of Christ in the fullness of him who fills all in all. That is what we are doing here. He put all things under his feet. He has all dominion. He has all power. He has all authority. He is the head over the church, and we are the body. I pray that we would become a people characterized and marked by a life of prayer. More than anything else, I want us to be known as a people of prayer. Let's pray now. Father, we are very grateful for our time this morning. I'm thankful for these uh, bold words from St. Paul, the Apostle. I'm thankful that you saw fit to leave this letter uh, for us to better know who you are, to better understand what you care about, to love one another in a deeper, more profound way. Father, I pray as we uh, respond now in worship that you would call us out on a daily basis to be a people marked by love and a people marked by prayer. I pray that every person in this room would have at least one person that they can come to you with thanksgiving in their heart that that person has pointed them to Jesus. So would you help us to be brothers and sisters who would do that for one another? And in all things, would you help us to grow in our likeness and image of Jesus? As we respond to in communion, as we take the bread and we dip it in the cup, Remind us of Christ's body broken and his blood spilled so that we could be drawn into the family of God. We pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you respond, communion tables are over to the sides. You can go through the lines. Our, our staff team will be around the room. Our elders will be around the room if you want to pray. We want to encourage you to pray with us. We would love to pray with you. Others maybe sitting next to you would love to do that. After the gathering, in the back room, in that Next Steps room, we're there. We'll be there after the service if you want to come and talk. You don't feel comfortable.